plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. I don't ever get tired of that song. Hello, power partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're brought to the airways under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. And we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the empowerment channel, where we want to catapult you to the stars. I'm here to tell you that you're good enough, you're worthy enough, you're lovable enough, and you are exactly the right kind of person in the right place at the right time. So be your unapologetically authentic self. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I will be here with you for the next hour of power. And we have just a really incredible show for you today. But first, I, uh, before I tell you about the show, I wanted to give you the miracle moment, which is brought to you this week by Green Air. And we would like you um, to go to gogreenair.net. I'm very excited and my, uh, my volunteers are excited because a Green Air is going to be sponsoring our family fun booth for the Moraga Fair. So go to gogreenair.net. And Be The Star You Are is also very thrilled to have received a certificate of recognition from the California legislature honoring the volunteers for 20 years. And now we're in our 21st year of dedicated service to the community through literacy and positive media messages this radio program, and we are determined to continue our empowering efforts. For more information about Be The Star You Are, you can go to btsya.org, and you can also check out uh, past editions of our show either at iTunes or starstyleradio.com. And the miracle moment, this is a fun one, from Rob Stilleton. It was Apple's Think Different commercial which I love. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them, but about the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones. We see them as the geniuses because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. And that is one of my favorite commercials of all times. And I think that the words are so important and so true. My rules for any of my coaching sessions or classes have always been smile, 
have fun and be wild and crazy because that is the only way we're going to be able to grow and change the world. Well, I'm really excited about this show because coming up in segment two, I have Priya Florence Shaw from She'll be joining us from India. She is the author of Debbie to Diva, which is an emotional self-care book for women. And she publishes award-winning blogs like nari.com. She does ebooks, podcasts, online courses, coaching, consulting. But the best thing about her, and oh, but she also does online branding. She has an online branding agency, is she's all about empowering women. And it's going to be exciting to talk to her because she wants us all to live our best lives. And in segment three, we'll talk about the classic beauty of love in the garden. And roses are one of those wonderful things. There are many varieties. They're marvelously fragrant. There's repeat flowering, easy to grow. They really are the stars of the garden, bringing color and beauty and pleasure year after year. So I'll tell you about what stars are in my garden. But right now, it's about negative to positive, because negativity only shows us a warped view of the world. And instead of assuming the worst all the time, wouldn't you just love to see life through rose-colored glasses? And you have a choice in that reaction, because we all have a choice. It's not what happens to us, it's how we react to it. So instead of being stressed, I hope that you're going to feel bliss. We're going to be able to minimize your unhappiness, and this is some research-driven tips. So how do you become brighter? Our minds are actually programmed to focus on the negatives, but we do not have to surrender to that barrage of all the bad things that happen in our lives or that we think are going to happen. It's said that humans are hardwired for negativity. And we tend to dwell on what's going wrong. We always assume the worst. And humans are more likely to remember the times that were bad than the times that were great. Or they'll remember a critique as opposed to a compliment. And as much as we try to look on the bright side of a half-empty glass or see a glass as half-full, Sometimes we're just not built that way because our brains developed millennia ago when danger roamed the savannas, ready to ambush and kill us at any moment. And this is what is dubbed the negative bias, and it really governs how we think. But the only trouble is that for all the times that, you know, being negative and being on the alert might keep us alive, it is also causing us tons and tons of unnecessary stress and probably leading to heart disease and many of the chronic illnesses that we have. Negativity gives everyone a warped view of the world. And we focus on what's going wrong right now instead of what could happen that's positive. And then we just assume that the future is going to be bad as well. So people despair, they lose hope. They conclude that things won't change. And if that weren't bad enough, then there's all this, you know, darn social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the things out there that keep telling us and the news, right? You can't open a newspaper without seeing doom and gloom that tell us that there's just one crisis after another. There's a pandemic about to emerge, whatever it is. But there is hope through research 
there are solutions that can help us fight our instincts and keep us out of that, you know, daily emotional tornado. So what can you do? So you want to unleash the power of four. Now, there is a, a famous ratio. It's called the Gottman Ratio. And it is a formula to, that shows that couples who stay together when they have five times as many positive experiences as negative at once. So five to one. But if we take that, um, that Gottman ratio and we just put it into everyday life, into friends and kids and, you know, workers and bosses and all that. And if we aim for something that's more attainable, like four to one. So for every negative comment you feel compelled to make, you have to make four positive ones. And if you do this, this four to one ratio can apply to other aspects of your life. And it can actually make you happier. Now, nostalgia used to be a word that people are like, oh, gosh, you're so old fashioned. But people who are prone to indulging in nostalgia, they used to be thought to be depressed or living in the past. But the new recent research is showing something entirely different. And that is if you yearn for past positive thoughts, emotions, memories, it can actually pick you up today. Now, one of the things I do in my coaching sessions is I do have people remember and actually visualize a moment in their life when everything was absolutely perfect for them. When, you know, when the crowds were applauding, when the stars were shooting stars everywhere, when everything was so great. And then like take a snapshot of it or put it in their mind's eye so that they can really readily grasp it. And the interesting thing about doing this and studies have have indicated that this is the truth, that people experiencing these happy memories, they actually become happier. They'll even judge a room that's warmer when other people who are being negative will think it's colder. So we need to spend a moment, maybe every morning, this is why I believe in meditation and being mindful every day, just reliving a very special happy memory, and then extend those good vibes of what happened to you, maybe write down two or three of them, and you know, maybe at nighttime, write in a gratitude journal, something good from your memory. And then you can just play the happy game. And you know, maybe a lot of people, well, most of us don't want to toot our own horn, but if you want to combat negativity, you need to heighten your positive experiences. And that means highlighting the positive things that happen to you and sharing that good news with people you care about. Because when you share your good news, it makes it more important. It gives it a bigger impact. It helps you develop a bond, actually, with the person you're sharing it with. And you may not think it's that great, but maybe they'll think it's that great. And by them feeling that it's amazing and great and all of that, it makes you feel better, too. And then that is a double whammy, because when people tell you something that has happened to them great, instead of you saying, oh, this happened to me, you should just respond with, that's marvelous. I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you. Tell me more about it. This is terrific. Because by doing that, we gain strength from each other with our positive experiences. And then our negative experiences tend to be minimized. So when we talk about positive experiences, it actually changes our 
heart functions and our brain functions. So if we want to manage our stress, we need to reframe to think about what we can learn from a negative experience and not how negativity is holding you back. And then you need to always be checking on yourself. You want to be a good person. You want to make an impact on the world. You want to not do bad things. So again, it gets back to reframing. Sometimes that's going to mean holding your tongue, maybe not saying exactly what's on your mind, if in case it would hurt someone, unless it's really important. Sometimes, you know, it's like, it's better just to zip it and not to say something because you don't want to have to express some negativity for other people. And then focus on the present. Some of our greatest negativity might be behind us. So don't dwell on past mistakes. Remember my motto, failure is fertilizer. We can just grow a new garden. Because the future holds all kinds of hope. And we can, if we're living in the moment, we can make the future be that golden place, that place that we all want to get to. So be mindful that there's a lot of good out there and catch yourself when you start to regret or when you start to be negative. Bring yourself back. And if it's too hard, as I said, write positive things down in a journal and then re-look at them. And then there are these are just a couple of very quick tips. So, you know, remember that both Rewards and punishments are shown to increase productivity, but rewards are more motivating. And you do want to strive to fail because it's the mistakes that you make that are going to build character and that are going to help you learn from them. If you're not making any mistakes, you're not growing, you're stagnating, and nobody wants just to be around moss or, you know, a stale pond. So again, remember that the more you fail, the more you will succeed. It's just success is failure turned inside out. And then pay attention to any feedback. If you get some negative feedback, instead of getting angry, say thank you. And then once you've said thank you, then do something to change whatever it is that isn't going right. And should you quit when things get going hard? Sometimes quitting is the right thing today to do, you know, but other times you don't want to walk away just because you're struggling or you're scared or you're afraid of failure. So you have to recognize whatever it is that you're up to doing. Is it going to harm you or is it going to help you? If you're having a childish reaction and you're blaming others, you're becoming angry, then that's not mature behavior. You have to learn to set boundaries consider values, and shift your priorities. Now, if your physical or mental health is at risk, if you wake up sweating in the middle of the night, you know, if you're gaining weight, if you are just breathing hard, then maybe whatever it is you're doing, it is time to quit. So you have to really look at that. If you feel burned out, you've hit a wall, maybe you need to take a break. Do some mindfulness training, do some meditation, breathe, and then go back and later decide, are you being accountable to yourself? You know, one great way to be accountable to yourself is to have one person who is your true leader, but who is someone you trust to tell you the truth. They're not a yes person. So you can share what's going on with you. Ask if 
they think you're on the right track and if you've tried everything. And if they think you're not, then maybe you need to try something else or maybe you just have to have more true grit. And keep, uh, uh, keep clear with your values. Are your values aligned with your actions? And are your actions focused on long-term goals? Are they going to propel you to be the person you want to be? These are just answers that only you can answer. And then don't quit. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back from our break, we're going to go to India. And we're going to talk with Priya Florence Shaw And she is going to help us all overcome our limitations, reclaim our power, and achieve the freedom that we all deserve to live our best lives. Don't go away. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, the power is now about to begin. Hello again. It's Cynthia Bryan. You're listening live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, where I bring you the pioneers on the planet. And today's guest is definitely an amazing, amazing woman, Priya Florence Shaw. She's the award-winning publisher of Nari.com. She has so many titles. She's won so many awards that I'm going to tell you just to go to her website, but She's an author of podcasts, the top digital or one of the top digital marketing experts in India. And most of all, I just admire her so much because she wants to inspire and empower women everywhere to become financially and emotionally independent, but specifically Indian women. She is coming to us live from India. Hello, Priya. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. 
Oh, it's so wonderful to be with you. Uh, I just want to tell the listeners, if they didn't listen uh, to the uh, podcast that Priya did with me recently, that's where we met. And it's so she was so amazing. And then I've just finished reading her book, Devi to Diva. And I I never knew that that meant goddess. I didn't know that. So we're going to talk about this. but But I think what was most inspiring to me, Priya, about your book is how dedicated you are to lifting women up and getting us to step side by side. I was actually just reading your blog about I am not superwoman, and I loved it. So would you just give us a little bit of your backstory because you really had a very sad thing happen to you when the man that you loved died very early and it was like a, a very traumatic change in your life, but it led you to be the woman you are today. Yes, I think I think a lot of us grow through tragedy and through, you know, experiences that were not so, uh, you know, and, and not not always positive, but um, it. I mean, my uh, my first husband, uh, uh, he passed away at, the, at from a heart attack when he was 37, and that was a uh, that was a this was quite traumatic for me and my child who was just six so years sad. old at the time. That's yeah, sad. but then we, you know, I had to deal with my grief, and then life uh, makes you look at yourself in a different light and teaches you how to uh, pick yourself up by the you know, um, by your, by the bootstraps and get, get going again. And that actually taught me a lot because, uh, I saw how disempowered women are in general, you know, not, not just in India, throughout the world, I think. But everywhere. Uh, Yes. Yes. You know, so, and we, we are brought up with these, um, cultural and societies of, you know, expectations and things that uh, tell us that we are not as good as boys or we can't do these things. And a lot of us in uh, we uh, a lot of us absorb that. And uh, we in, in um, uh, you know, we we tend to believe those things and to get rid of those beliefs, to overcome those limiting beliefs and to start expressing ourselves fully for the people we are, you know, uh, that takes time that uh, the healing takes some time, you know, the healing, the overcoming that that takes time. So I wanted to make that easier for Indian women. I wanted to show them that there's a different way they can think, you know, than uh, just being disempowered and stuff, you know. And and since you've written this book and it's been published um, throughout India and the world and people, anybody can get this book and I'll be giving out many more of uh, her websites, but what has been the reaction from women in India? Because it's just so very clear, especially like just even with this recent post that I just read on Don't Call Me Superwoman, a feminist a feminist poem. It's Don't Call Me Superwoman. I don't want to be your mom. I don't want to be your champion, someone to fall back on. I want an equal partner, one who steps up to the plate. I want someone who plays his part, a friend, a steadfast mate. I'm not your superwoman. I do not multitask. I will not cook or clean or care if you don't do your part. I need you to stand with me. We'll walk side by side and each of us will bear the load or don't come for the ride. And then, <laughs> then it goes on. But I loved it because, you know, it is true as you go on. You Women end up becoming the maid. You know, they end up, you say, you can yeah. pick up your own socks, put your shoes on the rack. You know, I'm not picking up. <laughs> 
slack. I, I mean, it's true. And how many people end up getting divorced or, you know, running away from a partnership because they're tired of the toothpaste in the sink? <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, when, I think women women have too much of a load to bear, you know, everywhere in India as well as uh, in in the, in America as well, where, where men are not willing to do an, uh, their equal part in a relationship. I know relationships that are very good also, where, where men are willing to do that. But most, I think I would say a large part of uh, a, a lot of men still need to grow up. <laughs> you know, I, no, I think it's true. I think a younger generation, like probably our children's generation, because I look at my son and my son-in-law, I mean, and how much they do, you know, yeah. they cook, they clean, they'll take care of the kids, you know, they work. It's a partnership. Yes, but, but our generation, we were still perhaps back in the ages where the women were brought up to really take care of house, home, children. You know, there used to be a commercial. I don't know if you had it in India, but we had it in America, and it was just fantastic. It was about, I don't know, it showed this woman, and she was, like, swishing very sexily, and she was like, I can, I can go to work and I can fry your bacon. I can clean up the pan. And then I know how to take care of my man. (laughs) And I can't remember what it was for, but it shows this really very beautiful, sexy woman, except for she was absolutely superwoman. She was doing everything. And you know, it's just, it's, that's kind of what burns you out, right? Yeah, yeah, Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So is this what is, is this what, what was your first um, impetus to write, to write the DV to Diva? And it's spelled for those of you who are listening, D-E-V-I, the number two, D-I-V-A. And of course, you'll be able to find everything at um, at Amazon, her website, yeah. which it's well, on Barnes and, and it's on Barnes and Noble also right now. Yes, so. but I want to just uh, let me just tell them your website so in case somebody is listening online and they're um, multitasking, they can go to Priya Shah P R I Y A S H A H dot com. Hey, people right. do that. They listen yeah. and then they'll visit the website at the same time. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. Yes. So, so tell thanks. us about this because now you've written other books. Uh, you have other ebooks as well. But, but tell us what really, why you really wanted to write this book. Uh, actually, it's been in the uh, in the works for quite some time. I wrote a couple of books earlier that were not to my satisfaction because they didn't have they were not as comprehensive as this. And so I combined uh, two of those books and uh, put this one together because I wanted something that would uh, really uh, help women start to see their lives differently, start to see that they have choices, start to give up the blame game because Indian women, a lot of them, they, you know, they don't know that they have a choice. They don't know that, we, yes, we do have a choice. We do have a choice of saying no to this or, you know, or standing up to that. So instead of complaining and blaming other people, you know, take responsibility for your life and start being proactive about your life. Create your life by design, not by default, you know. So uh, these are the things they need to learn. And I think many of them, uh, are, they are at least the younger generation is definitely, I think, way ahead of us. So they're already uh, kind of there. So they don't probably need as much uh, coaching as our generation do. 
<laughs> but but it, it really helps even if you know it it helps to hear it again so one of the things in your book you were talking about vision lakiani of mind valley a personal development company that did yeah. the code of the extraordinary mind and it was the rules in other words the bullshit rules <laughs> yeah. i i i thought that was really really important that you put that in your book because mm. some of it um, you talk about, you know, the, the BS of success and how especially Indian parents, I like the way you said many parents, and I'm looking at you, Indian parents, <laughs> believe their kids need to become doctors or engineers. I always say, you know, the, you're always supposed to be a doctor, lawyer, or Indian chief. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we say. But the reality is, is that we need everybody. And if uh, so, you, t- you can be any kind of of entrepreneur and following your heart. So would you just talk about the rules a little bit and how you interpret them and what you would like for not only Indian uh, women and people, but for everyone that you work with, because you do a lot of coaching. Uh, no, not a lot, but yes, I, I do some coaching. Uh, at least I'm, I'm getting started with that. So let me, yeah, let me just talk about the rules. Just give me a second to yes. pull them up here. Uh, yeah. yeah. So basically, I, I, uh, the rules are the bullshit rules of society that a lot of people, uh, you know, they if you buy into them, they're going to make you miserable, right? right. So, in, including the rule of success, because success is different for everyone. Everyone defines success in their own way, and what one person is doing is not necessarily what is going to make someone else happy. So you have to define success as it as uh, as what makes you happy. I mean, there are it does it doesn't have to be millions of dollars or you know you oh don't have boy. to be a billionaire to be successful uh you you can just be uh, an activist like greta or you know you can be some Isn't uh you can amazing? be yeah, yeah and you she's can, so young exactly you can you can just follow your heart you know uh, do your uh, follow what you what you love do what you love and that a lot of people see that as a success the freedom to do what they love that exact you know that is just one definition of success. So define success for yourself. Don't let other people define it for you, including your parents, especially Indian parents, like I said, because they are the, they are the ones who are, you know, are terribly, uh, what do you say, I would say, they, they, they impose their will on their children. And um, so I know how that works. So another thing. And, yeah, yeah, and then you talked also about the rule of marriage and the rule of having children. I mean, not everybody's meant to be married. Not everybody's meant to have children. And again, I think it gets back to what you said about success is that you have to do what you feel is right for you, not what somebody else tells you. Absolutely. And I think not everyone is meant to be married. Not everyone wants to be married. And uh, in, even in like in India, it's the natural you know, flow of things that people get into marriage. Uh, you know, you have to get married. You have to have kids. That's the natural flow of life. And I think that was that was the case in America long ago. I, it's no longer the case, I think, over there. But uh, in India, it's still the case. And I, I want people to be able to see young people at least to be able to make their own choices of whether they really want to get married or not whether they want to have kids or not because it's not necessarily to to have kids the world is we have seven billion people on the planet today 
you know, many already. Well, you know, as you know, I was just recently in India. And what I was so interested in when it came to marriage and children was the idea of the arranged marriage and the love marriage. And from what we what I learned when I was there is that still arranged marriages are the biggest amount of marriages that's not so often to have a love marriage. Uh, Do you think that's changing? No, that's uh, that's not changing as as much. And actually, I I don't think uh, it's necessary because see, arranged marriages are uh, it's not the same as they used to be, where people never even saw each other before the marriage. Today, what happens is uh, the families get together, the kids get together. If they like each other, then they 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 go out for a few dates and then they you know kind of talk to each other, find out what uh, what they want from each from life, and then they decide to get married because I think most people in India get married in order to have kids. So and to have that family thing and marriage in India is very much a family thing. It's like two families coming together, not like just two people together. You know, it's like uh, it's the entire family comes together. So your families have to get along with each other. If they don't, then you're in for a, a rocky, rocky well, road. You know, yeah. you that in your book, Devi to Diva, about yeah. the mother-in-law. <laughs> so I guess it can be pretty tough. I, I yeah. remember I met uh, when I was in Ireland also recently, I met a woman from Thailand who married an Irishman. I mean, and she literally met a stranger when he mm. was visiting uh, Thailand and said, will you marry me and take me away? And Anyway, he ended up marrying her and taking her to Ireland. And he's, and she said, because I don't want to be married to a Thai man because I'd have to live with my mother-in-law and become her slave. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that sounds horrific. <laughs> yeah, but, but a lot of Asian cultures are like that. And, uh, you know, you can't really, um, most people can't really escape that. So um, although young, young women are in India are kind of... Um, what do you say? They're they're rebelling against that to some extent, uh, but it causes a lot of heartache, you know. So decide what you want before you get into the marriage and kids thing, uh, you know. So are uh, do you really want to have kids? I know of a lot of women who really don't want kids, and they they don't like being mothers, and you're creating unhappy, traumatized kids, you know, uh, who are like who who are, who are who know throughout their life that they were not wanted. How horrible is that, you know? So oh. why? Don't even have, don't even have the child here because it's not, it's not worth it for you or for them. Well, let's switch gears because um, you, besides being an author, you do so many other things. You are the award-winning publisher of Nari.com, N-A-A-R-E-E.com. And you also started a podcast that you're doing, and you have an online branding agency, blogbrands.com, and that's brands with a Z. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your publishing and how that became, why you decided to do um, an online magazine? I I know that, you know, you have journalism degrees and all of that, but tell us about that because that's very fascinating. Okay. Actually, I started out as a scientist. I went into science. I was doing my PhD in molecular biology. 
and i decided uh, uh, after you know one and one and a half year into that phd i decided oh god this is not what i want to be doing for the rest of my life so i dropped out you know <laughs> so i'm also a dropout in that sense and uh, i well, that's i that's uh, good joined... though you know because yeah. you were clear you knew what yeah. you wanted to do and you did what you felt was right for your heart you followed what your instinct told you right yes absolutely and i i recommend that uh, very highly to other people because what what i went into made me very happy uh, i then i studied journalism because i was always into writing and i used to i used to um, you know write um, manage my my school magazine stuff like that i used to be the editor for that uh, so i i loved writing anyway i got into journalism and i used to be in 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 an environmental journalist uh, back then you know that was uh, before it was uh, you know kind Popular. of cool yeah before it was cool yeah. but then but then when my child was born i didn't want to do the traveling that it involves you know because reporting involves a lot of traveling especially before the this was this was the days of the pre internet pre internet era uh, so i didn't want to be doing all that traveling and then when the internet came to india i said wow let me try publishing online and i started my first magazine online called making india green it was an environmental magazine and it got featured in a mag it got featured in the publication and all back then but then i realized that i needed to make this uh, you know work for me as um, as a career so i have to start making a living out of this uh, and then i started learning marketing and uh, it was the very early days of the internet you know we had we still had search engines like alta vista and uh, google had just come uh, come in and uh, so i was kind of uh, just uh, right you were, I, I you were you know, in the I, I grew really you yeah. started really at the beginning right i kind of grew with it you know i grew with the internet and with the so with when social media came i jumped on it and uh, i love blogging because blogging is of course publishing and that's why i started my online magazine nari.com was basically because uh, i really it was all about the this empowering women you know and uh, helping them see uh, that there are choices that they have choices and then and this is how they can become financially independent and this is how they can take uh, you know to do the things that uh, they can do for self care for emotional self care how they can um, uh, you know improve their mental uh, health a whole bunch of things well and also so, financial literacy i think that's another one that they can be financially empowered very important very important because a lot of women stay in bad marriages because they are not financially independent so mm-hmm. you know so I, that is one thing that uh, i was i'm hoping to um, make my contribution to you know helping them become and i realized that working from home is a big deal now today because remote work is possible so uh, we focus a lot of, on working at home on uh, working from home on nari.com because i realized that that's what my readers want to read about and i think that's really important because i remember years back i mean of when i first started in the workforce i mean people didn't work from home if you worked from home you were kind of a loser you know i mean it's like <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you were probably just selling Tupperware or, you know, you were doing some kind of pyramid scheme thing with the yeah. cosmetic company. And right. now everybody would like to work from home, which is a great thing. And because of the Internet, the power of the Internet, we all can have that ability. I mean, listen right now. We, I can talk to you in India. You are exactly halfway around the world. Yeah. And we can sound like we're just sitting having a cup of tea. Yeah, you know, yep, and exactly. that wasn't possible. What even 
20 years ago, even 20 years ago, it, it was starting, but you certainly couldn't do it very well. It was a lot of mm, delay yeah. and stuff. So it's, it's really incredible. Well, I, I, we're actually getting out of time, but I would like you to bring up anything that you would like to talk about. I'm going to give out your, we have so many different websites, but probably the best one, do you want them to go to nari.com? blogbrands.com sure. um, uh, nari.com is a good start because I think a lot of people will see I mean there's a lot of content there that yeah. uh, appeals to more people than you know just blogbrands.com blogbrands is my is my uh, agency, agency. it's not it's so, not that interesting <laughs> nari.com is n-a-a-r-e-e dot com and there there are podcasts you'll find online courses ebooks a lot of free things and then if you really would like to get some branding, because this is what you are focusing on with your agency, because you have an online branding agency, that's yeah. at blogbrands.com. And brands is with a Z. Well, um, Priya, it's so great to talk to you and keep doing what you're doing and keep empowering women. Because I think if we all do our part in every part of the world, then little by little, our daughters and sisters and all of our fellow uh, women as well as men will all come together and realize that we're all here on one planet and we can make it great together. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for featuring me. It's been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Well, it's always, it was so great to speak with you and I'm so glad that we met. And I want to tell our listeners, you can find Priya Florence Shaw. She's on Facebook. She's on Twitter, LinkedIn. She has a whole YouTube channel, Instagram, and her name is spelled P-R-I-Y-A. Then the word Florence and Shaw is S-H-A-H. I have to spell these things because some of the <laughs> names in India are not really familiar to us here yeah. in America. <laughs> of course, so, I get that. <laughs> yeah. So Thank again, you. visit her websites and nari.com, N-A-A-R-E-E.com. Priya, thank you so much. And I wish you continued success in all you're doing. Health is wealth. So keep being the star you are. And uh, thank you for joining us on Star Style. Thank you, Cynthia. Wonderful Priya video. is a star. When we come back from break, we're going to take a quick walk through the garden and talk about the stars in the garden. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and I hope you are feeling very inspired right now. Be back in a bit. Be the star you are. The star you your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to make yourself happy? Happiness is a choice. By creating more joy and happiness in your life, you will be a better person, a better employee, or a better employer. Joyful people are optimistic and energetic. To help yourself on the journey to more fun in the workplace, write a to-do list every day. And at the top, write as your number one goal, enjoy myself today. 
Recharge your batteries with enough sleep, a good healthy diet, and social interactions. Share positive feelings and accomplishments with your peers. Respect yourself and others. See humor in mistakes and imperfections. Allow yourself to be playful and identify the activities that make you happy. When you are joyful, your enthusiasm will be contagious in the company, allowing your bottom line to have more dollar signs. It takes more muscles to frown than to smile, so smile a lot. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show Well, once you come into my garden, I would like my roses to see you. That was a quote by Richard Sheridan. I always love that. Well, I want to talk to you about the stars of the garden. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Well, here in Northern California, it is just mid-February, but it feels like spring. And as I am doing this show, the thermometer in the shade has read 71 degrees. The sun is shining, the skies are clear, and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Now, historically, the average temperature in our area for the month of February is 46.4 degrees. And I'm very accustomed to a dreary February. Usually it's rainy and cold and gray and just, you know, it's a month that everybody wants to get out of Dodge. But this year, the year is full of cheer. And although we really need more rain, I have to say I have been delighting in this weather because I get to finish pruning my roses, my grapevines, and I am enjoying the unbelievable sprout of uh, blooms that are happening in my, in my garden. Now, roses are the ultimate garden stars. They complement um, both the classic and contemporary landscapes. And many varieties are repeat bloomers. Some of them are extravagantly fragrant. And I find them all really pretty easy to maintain, especially the newer ones that are hybrids of old roses. Now, the thorns are a nuisance. 
yet I guess sometimes we got to endure a bit of pain to savor the pleasure. I mean, literally, as I'm pruning, I've been wearing two pairs of thick gloves, and the thorns still pierce the, through the leather, and I find myself extracting those tiny pieces of barbs with tweezers from my fingers after an afternoon amidst these stellar actors. Now, if you haven't started or finished your annual heavy pruning, you probably have about a week left to accomplish the task if you want to have blooms on your roses by mid-April. Now, roses anchor a landscape. They offer unrivaled diversity of colors, shapes, sizes. You can get 10-inch miniature roses to 25-foot rambling or climbing roses. So there's really a variety for every preference. And the scents that emanate from these stunners, they can be musky, fruity, sweet, just whatever, indescribably powerful. Now, in our region, once established, roses will bloom mostly a full 10 to 11 months, as long as they are regularly deadheaded. And although roses prefer a sunny location, I've had um, roses tolerate poor soil and shade and bloom. So it's best to plant roses uh, in this area from January through May. And you have to make sure that the root has plenty of space to grow. You want to, If you're going to do bare root roses, you want to rehydrate them in a bucket of water before planting. And if you're planting from a quart or a gallon container, remove the plant carefully. Sprinkle the roses with um, uh, mycorrhizal fungi to stimulate root growth. And then place the stems in a bare root roses about two inches below the top of the hole. And for a potted rose, you want the plant to be level with the ground. Just backfill with the original soil, lightly tap it with your foot, water deeply. And then my secret to rose success is to scratch a scoop of alfalfa petlets into the soil around every bush around March. And in the morning, I stir my used coffee grounds into a craft of water. And every day I pour that carafe of water on a different rose. They love that jolted java. So feed your roses according to the instructions that you receive when you purchase them. And don't over-fertilize. And you do want to add some mulch or compost to retain moisture. And contrary to popular belief, roses really aren't fussy. If you feed them, mulch them, water, deadhead, and then you just get to enjoy them. Now, another shining star of the winter garden is the daffodil. Every year, daffodils signal that spring is around the corner as they salute the skies with their bright trumpets. Daffodils belong to the genus Narcissus, and there are over 50 species. They come in all sizes, with colors ranging from the ubiquitous butter yellow to pure white to peach, combinations of yellow and orange. I love it because they're perennials. They pop up to surprise us just when we need that boost of encouragement. And right now, my hillsides is absolutely filled with yellows and oranges and whites. There's so many varieties, and they've naturalized, especially when they're planted in a, a sunny place with slightly acidic soil and plenty of mulch. I also love that the deer and wildlife won't eat them. So they're great bulbs to plant anywhere that you have deer, rabbits, you know, or any of those that want to dine on it. You plant bulbs in the fall that are blooming now, and there's really no need, especially if you're in a warmer climate, to remove the bulb after the flowers fade. And even if you're in snow country, because I find that they you, they just come back up. You cut back the stems when the foliage is yellow and you know feels like potato chips. But if you insist on digging up bulbs, and I don't know why you would, because it's just so much work, what you would do then is wipe the dirt off and store them in onion bags or if you don't have onion bags, just old pantyhose will do. 
hang them in a cool location because the bulbs require air circulation to survive or they will rot. And many of the smaller daffodils, they're also called narcissi, are so fragrant. Right now, I have some of the Peter Pans in both the yellow and an old, old variety that is white and yellow. And they just make such great cut bouquets. They just brighten any room. Now, the heart-shaped cyclamen is a tuberous perennial that I think is another star of the garden. It comes in shades of pink, red, salmon, has white flowers with silver marbled leaves, and it can be an indoor or outdoor. Now, cyclamen require almost zero care and almost no water at all. They do go dormant when the temperatures get hot in summer, and so don't dig them out. Don't think they're dead because they will return in glory when winter arrives. Now, when grown outdoors, like the daffodil, when you're least expecting to see a riot of color, the cyclamen just unfurls its pretty petals. And hardy cyclamen, they are sold in nurseries, and they are to be planted outdoors. And tropical cyclamen are just for indoor decor only as a houseplant. And they won't tolerate temperatures above 68 degrees Fahrenheit or below 40 degrees. So they're really a houseplant. So our shining garden stars may only twinkle during certain times of the years, yet they're always here. So planting and appreciating them helps us grow into kinder humans. Saunter into the garden and say hello. So right now, there are a couple things you can do in your garden. Make sure to care for your trees. If there's really heavy winds, limbs and trees have toppled, so make sure to prune any dead branches mulch to suppress weeds and pest infestations, and deep soak when the weather's hot and protect shallow roots from lawnmowers and call an arborist if you need help. Um, I like to get rid of dandelions in the lawn. I, you know, they're great to eat in your salads or you can feed them to the quail, um, but don't you don't want to put them on the compost pile. Now, I have had people say they love dandelions because they're a pretty flower. And I think they're great, but I don't want them in my lawns. Check your irrigation systems for broken and damaged pipes. And um, then don't forget you want to pre prepare for spring and get everything repaired. If it's too warm out, because it's definitely climate change, you may need to water your gardens and your lawns. And now with the flowering trees, the pears, the peaches, the plums blooming, cut a branch and bring it inside. Well, thanks for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every week. Make sure you're always tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live right here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel, every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. For information about Be the Star You Are charity, Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org, and we're excited that Green Air, GoGreenAir.com will be a sponsor for our Moraga Fair booth. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. And read a book this week because it's like a garden in your pocket. And may I suggest Priya Florence Shaw's book, DV to Diva, Become a Fierce and Fearless Force for Change. And until we celebrate next week, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. And I thank you and encourage you. Be the star you are. 
pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. you